I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The following program is presented by the Nerdy Show Podcast Network. Geeky programming for all nerds across the multiverse. All Nerdy Show programming is made possible by A Comic Shop, Orlando's number one comic shop and nerd destination, and with the generous support of listeners like you. For more Nerdy Show podcasts, community forums, and learn how you can support this and other Nerdy Show programming, visit nerdyshow.com. Hey, this is Neil Harbison from the Cyborg Foundation, and I'm listening to the Nerdy Show, and I'm also listening to the colors in front of me. Welcome to Nerdy Show, a weekly podcast dedicated to every facet of nerddom, from comics and video games to science and technology. If it's geeky, we've got it covered. Hi, I'm Cap. Hi, I'm Hex. Hi, I'm Tony. Hi, I'm Mike. Hey, I'm Doug. And this is an episode devoted to the lightning dogs. (laughs) So much howling, oh my goodness. Rolling with the pack. What are the lightning dogs, you ask? Well, this is actually part two of a two-part discussion we've had, of a series of discussions we've had, about the ultimate 80s and 90s cartoon and action figure line of all time. That hasn't existed yet, but should have existed, that we're making for you now. Yeah, that we accidentally created, and it turned into a whole thing, and if you go to lightningdogs.com, It'll kind of explain. Uh, but if you go back and listen to the episode prior to this, it'll really super duper explain. So if this is your first time on Nerdy Show, I apologize. I like for everybody to be able to jump in at any point in time. Certainly you can listen to the stuff we're about to say, and it will sound very cool. But this is sort of a two-parter, more or less. So We, I, had, to, we had to take a break. I needed some water for the pail. Yeah. I, we all had some kibble. We're, yeah. all, we're refreshed. Yeah. I had a special yeah, treat. Good. Had some cheese. So uh, to, to recap real quick, four of the original five Lightning Dogs creators are here. Myself, Hex, Tony, and Doug. Uh, Brian is not, but we'll be sending him notes on this episode. And Mike Wall from Ghostbusters Resurrection is our sounding board. He is a total noob to lightning dogs, knows fuck all about it. And he's here and uh, he's going to, he's, well, well, what, how do you feel so far? I definitely like what I've heard so far. It seems uh, like we keep saying better than Thundercats. <laughs> good, 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 good. Cool, cool. Let's, let's just hope it stays that way. And and, and completely different um, as far as copyright law is concerned. Absolutely. No, no. 100% unique. This there is are... not derivative in any way. No. And this if is... it is at all, it is within then the you've copyright made a mistake. law. It is, yeah. within, <laughs> it is within fair use. We are covered. Fuck you, YouTube. If you're, you're trying way too hard, if you are reaching at similarities yeah, yeah. yeah there, there are there are it started as a joke based on it there are none at this point and there are seriously other properties in in nerdy show that you could attack quicker than this <laughs> yeah, yeah don't invite that <laughs> i'm still waiting for the day where it can be called dungeons and redacted <laughs> right crusaders and corn chips <laughs> Back into this discussion, let's flesh out the world of lightning dogs a little further. Glampire. Glampire. Yes, okay. okay. Um, the let's, the let's villains are underdeveloped. Grant- well, we only just barely topped off the main <laughs> cast, you know. <laughs> yeah, so so let's go over this again. We got Dingo has the Bark Beyond Bark. Mm-hmm. Yep. We got, so start, you got change to just say he's got Super Bark. Whatever. He's got Super Bark. Yeah. Ultra Bark. Ultra Bark. 
Uh, Narisa has the awesome vision. Spectral vision. Spectral vision. How are we gonna? How's that gonna be an action figure? The same way that you maybe I mean, she, maybe you sure, click maybe her eyes, her eyes change. Her yeah, eyes change. Maybe her eyes again. light up white. I don't know. Twelve inch figure. You see the you look through the back it's of her head. The little wheel. Or there's, whatever, there's, yeah. a, there's an LED. It's I don't fine. Know. Whatever. whatever. Are, we, are, we, are we dealing with present technology or eighties technology? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> King Dude, Corso, some of these new toys coming out are pretty badass. Yeah. You know. Anyway, so King Corso has the the hearing, hearing and yeah. then eventually the arm. Kid is basically a battery. Yep. Uh, Beast Hound has the, a laser vision. Just and, because fucking cool. Yeah. Angela, and Angela is strong. Strong. And Pierre has the speed. That's lightning dogs. Yeah. That's to All me right. the like the the two key. Like if we didn't have a strength and a speed, then I'm like, right. We're we're missing out on something because strength right, is also another it, yeah. pillar of superpowers. Yeah. I am so very happy right now. So um. <laughs> So, Glampire. Yes. Now. <laughs> oh, he's in the room. Should we just interview you in character? Like, uh, Should we have, okay, so how many Once types? Once upon a time. How many types? Like, I know he has the, de- the, the diamond dogs from Minions. Mm-hmm. I know also the, the. Halloween Jack. Halloween Jack is his. No, he, Halloween Jack is his right hand. I don't even remember Halloween Jack. Uh, uh, here's the thing about Halloween Jack. Halloween Jack is just, it's a Bowie joke, right? Like, Halloween Jack is a real cool cat. He lives on top of Manhattan Chase. Which is where, as it turns out, Halloween Jack lives. If we want to set this in New York, which personally I don't want to. I, yeah, I don't, I don't want York. to, but whatever, it doesn't matter. Just even, even fucking Oblivion was set in New York, and that was like... Well, we can we can call it Manhattan Chase. It doesn't matter. Uh, it, it, we don't, we're we not don't, naming we it for an actual Manhattan we don't Chase. Need, <laughs> <It's> like, we're, <laughs> we're naming Halloween Jack after that line. We don't need to give attribute his entire origin story to David Bowie. That may be plagiarism. I'm not sure. Paul Put on that man's hat and chase him. So the thing it. about Halloween Jack is he's he's Halloween Jack represents the first level minion that any right. Big I was going to say like we we needed like more of boss. those because uh, yeah. not to reflect to our origins, okay. but there were this the the level of the right. So so now now here's here's the thing I was thinking about Halloween Jack and the minions or whatever because everything every time we talked about them they were very humanoid, right. almost like the ghouls right. from Fallout. It, it, yeah, exactly. Which is another, but basically. I don't remember the guy's name. In Power Rangers, there's that blue dog-faced guy in the gold suit. Goldar. Yeah. What's his name? Goldar. Goldar. Okay, Goldar. And Goldar Thank controls you, controls the putties, okay. right? Griffizor, if you want to get really technical. Okay. So, Goldar controls <laughs> the putties. That way. That's, that's, that's where Halloween Jack is. He's working for Rita Repulsa. He sends out the putties. Perfect. Right. 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 He, 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 leads a, he leads a biker gang of basically Mad Max things. Zombies. Thugs. But, but Can here's, they all but the be Halloween-themed? That would be a fucking amazing. But here's One the problem. Thing. Halloween Jack, in the way we've kind of, those of us who've bothered to like, like really think about him, he just ends up being a ghoul from Fallout, as do the other people. Right. Because in theory, this world is actually populated by freaks and mutants, and those humanoid ones just tend to be like ghouls. See, and I, I, I envision, I envision more, uh, are you guys familiar with Darkstalkers at all? Yes. Yeah. I imagine more of a Lord Raptor. Ooh. Sure, but like, Lord, Lord and Lord no. Raptor's awesome, but I just mean like, we're still, we're still dealing with the zombification of humans that like, it should be gone for thousands of years like if, right if, that's why i'm saying more like skeletal or more right but if, if well here now we'll, i think Kath's getting to something okay, that sorry, we were talking sorry, about sorry, sorry. The, the problem is if these are preserved mutated altered humans the ghouls in fallout are like, alive like, are, people. are alive and can in some degree to some degree remember what it was like to be human because they're very old and that's sort of the position we put ourselves in if these things used to be human then that presents a problem for us because part of the lightning dog's emotional connection to the masters is the fact that they don't exist. And there's so, no, yeah, there's nothing, the only thing they can reach that's human are... Architecture, yeah. media, you know, cars they and shit. Find. Yeah. No. yeah. Well, that, and that's, that's important to make sure that they are always kind of wanting to experience their de facto gods or their origins and so on. Like, now, that's, I, that's I, a want for them. We I have had to make, an answer for that, but I don't know if I already talked about this with you. I don't think you have. What if Vampire comes to Earth way back when, does his thing, 
Earth is over. Whatever force he invaded with are probably of alien origin as well. What if this alien invasion force is kind of scroll-ish? Where they just say, hey, this world we just destroyed, we're going to live like people now because, man, that was kind of cool. Or, or going off of the scroll idea to ready the invasion. They came first or whatever? And they were able to blend in. Well, here's the thing. I don't, maybe this didn't, I don't remember if this got said in the last episode or not, but this is actually contrary to the origins of Glampire that I thought we'd had established. Right. That's, that's what I mean. We still need to get to that. I don't want to trample on on all that. Okay. So, what was the origin of Glampire? Glampire was exiled to Earth. As a prisoner, in Glampire's mind, Glampire is a a hero, a political. He's the he's Che Guevara of his planet, right? And he was chucked to Earth, like, oh fuck you, go to this backwater planet. And maybe maybe he was even a good guy. Maybe his rebellion was the right thing to do for his planet. Doesn't matter. His species lives for a really long time. He failed in his in his attempt to overthrow that society. He got thrown to Earth a long time ago, maybe 20th century, maybe a little earlier and has been existing there throughout. And what he's been looking for is he's been watching and waiting, growing in power and doing all this stuff, like just you know being a celebrity, getting his kicks, doing whatever he needed to do to bide his time because humanity's technology was hundreds of years away from what he needed to return to the stars and try to save his people. But he, when you can live forever, you know, just a waiting What's game. a couple centuries? Yeah. But the problem is, is that as soon as humanity had really achieved that level of technology... They destroyed themselves in a nuclear war. Right. So Glampire is uh, becomes you a master of nothing. Morons. Like so, now, I I really like that origin. I had a different one in mind. Okay. <laughs> I don't I don't know if it's better. It's just uh, it was more the idea of him. He he came from outside, whether he was banished here or not. But if he came and and with him, he brought the putties, if you will, or whatever the the ghouls, whatever you want to call them, that be, that become the Halloween Jack and the gang, that, zero level minions, yeah, like zero level minions, minions that maybe maybe they have a little bit of shape shifting sort of thing, like maybe they're permanently green, but they can just sort of take human no. form. But like if in the countless of other planets that he's conquered or whatever, this is very much changing Glampar. So please feel free to dismiss it. But I, I do have some. I have been completely by happenstance sketching these sort of punk rock pumpkin head guys. What if one of the reasons Earth is so pissed? is Glampire has perverted aspects of this mutated vegetation. And that mutated vegetation is where Halloween Jack ties in. Um, and Halloween bef- Jack, perhaps, is one of these punk rock pumpkin-headed bastards. Before you get, before you get into that, because maybe, maybe, before you get into that, the, the idea was Glampire is trying to gather up like the crystal stuff. Because mm-hmm. the crystals are obviously, the, the crystals are infused with uh, whatever technology, and this is going way back. We're going to have to discuss this. This will be a whole other episode talking purely about backstory. But I thought, what if humans... In the in our future, but in the distant past of this story, they're able to artificially grow a new these new kind of crystals for energy. It, it mm-hmm. like solves the energy crisis. We come into a new era of energy of is great, and prosperity, peace and prosperity, and everything is great. We explore the stars and, and explode we, the world, and we invent the far fetch, and we go to different planets. And hey, you know what? Through the distant telescopes that we can see and the ways that we can measure things, much like how Narisa can see different types of energy, <laughs> you can see on a distant planet that maybe is uninhabited. Hey. Crystals that we're making artificially, naturally, grow there. So let's get there and get more powerful crystals and be able to do whatever. And then, so we build a farfetch and we go there and people build a colony there to farm the crystals and they bring their dogs. That's great, yes. And the crystals have energy powers that enables them. So once humans abandon that that planet, the crystals will help the dogs can age 
and evolve much faster so that because i remember thinking i think i don't know if i pointed this out to you cat before but like the idea that oh we want it to be like you know thousands of years of evolution for dogs to go from being regular dogs to being like walking on two legs and talking how does that happen that quickly if we still want to have like burnt out buildings and cars and stuff right. driving around i'm like well what if it really is only a few hundred years maybe a thousand years but for one year for a dog evolution. it's oh. seven years for a dog so 1,000 years for Earth is 7,000 years up. for a dog. <laughs> God damn it, Doug. And, and of course, who knows about the rotations bastard. of the planet? Yeah, and it, who uh, knows about yeah. the planet rotation? Yeah, it, all this... Anyway, so the dogs grow up on that planet, just the crystals are a part of life. That's They, they, don't, need, they don't need fossil fuels. They don't need whatever. They mm -hmm. just, hey, just throw a crystal in it and it's going to work. So they get to Got Earth a problem? and they, throw a crystal in it. Yeah, now that's oversimplifying it, but you see what, what yeah. I'm getting at. Uh, they get to Earth, and the crystals are growing here, blah, 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 that, that The crystals are a sort of thing that ties everything all together as an energy source, also for weapons, for vehicles, whatever. Anyway, Glam tying this all back to Glampire, if Glampire gets to Earth, whether he decides to invade Earth with his minions because he wants to conquer the planet, because he sensed that there were crystals here, but they were artificial crystals, they weren't really that good, uh, humanity gets destroyed fighting Glampire, or they blow themselves up, we'll decide that later. Either way, Glampire, in order to try and get back to the stars, he needs to grow these crystals. The downside is that for the crystals to be naturally grown and for them to be really powerful takes a freaking long ass time for them to grow, even for Glampire. Mm -hmm. You can make an artificial crystal that might power, might, might power a phaser or might power a whatever, but it's just not going to last very long. But for you to use serious power to do something like a Farfetch has to grow naturally. So he could be growing a crystal farm somewhere in, in the glass canyons where the spiders are. Maybe the spiders are tasked with, you know, uh, overseeing the farms of crystals here. Part of the reason why he can get angry and discovers the lightning dogs is that they accidentally destroy a field of crystals. Or they say, oh, before they even know what Glampire is, they go, look, all the natural growing crystals are here. Not like all these artificial shit. Well, let's just take these because they think they're just naturally growing somewhere and kill off a couple crystal spiders because they're like, yeah, that's kind of weird. What the hell is that? <laughs> Start getting back to the far fetch and Glampire's like, where are my crystals? Like, like you motherfuckers. Exactly. Like they just ruined hundreds of years of planning. In an instant, and now he's going to try and, and hunt, kill yeah. some spiders. And kill some spiders. You don't Peter kill Rabbit spiders. moment when when the farmer comes home and he's like, "Oh, you you miserable yeah. little yeah. boys." Now I don't want to make this all about energy conserving this, and you know, like, oh, who's who's got the energy? Oh, they got the crystals. But if if energy, if those crystals are what Glampire wants, right? By taking those, that immediately puts you number one on yeah. Glampire's shit list. Not exactly. only that, but they happen to destroy a link back to other natural growing crystals exactly mm. and he's just like congratulations i had a shit list you guys got promoted you were right. down at the bottom mm. you're at the top so the the reason why Fuck i went on this whole big tangent is a way to tie in first of all crystals they were there before because just hey crystals why not so let's make them part of a story that was my attempt at least to try and figure out a logical reason for having them okay. why the dogs would know how to use them how they're crystal powered weapons blah 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 blah. but also how to tie glampire into it why does glampire care like why does he you know, what is it about them if that's, oh, lightning dogs are here. Well, screw them. They're they're good guys. Like, well, no. What if what did they do? You know, how how could he try to use them? Or and we can we can merge. We can merge what Cap was saying. It's not that he was exiled. It's not that he was. He had to retreat. Whatever fight he was fighting on his home planet, he was losing. So he wanted to regroup, find a place to become more powerful. His entire race lives for a long ass time. So it was a couple centuries of suffering if he can come back and free them for the next three millennia. Especially if, like, if he goes quiet for a couple... couple centuries, yeah. couple centuries, no one's going to think that he's going to come back. Exactly. Spreads a rumor that he's dead. He I, comes with a small contingent 
of creatures. Maybe it's because I came up with it, but I really I like the the sympathy uh, that you could garner for Glampire in a way of him being. I, I like that too. I know. It's. I'm not saying that we remove the sympathy. We can still play up the sympathetic like if aspects. He, if he got here, even if he crashed his ship, that's like, oh, I got there. I could come back. Sure. Why not? Instead of like, oh, no, we're dumping you here. This place is shit by comparison to our technology. You know? Here, here's a question about that, though. If you're evil or no, if he's a good guy, then that's different. Because I was going to say, if you're an evil guy and they dump you, it's like, we're going to dump you on a planet where you have a vast amount of knowledge over these people. You could be their god. Goodbye. You know, it's like that. I don't think they would do that. But if he's a good guy and this is his punishment for trying to, like, overthrow bad guys or whatever, that would be a little bit different. Or if he's, he's here for, like, a couple hundred years before technology really rises, which I really like that idea. But I just, I'm trying to think of how that ties into Halloween Jack and everything else. Because really, the problem that started this whole tangent was Halloween Jack. So, yes, so these bad guys, whatever this minion level villains, have to be easily replaceable. Right. Because as lightning dogs destroy them, we, we got to replace They got to show up in every yeah. episode. Like putting right. to show up in every right. episode. So uh, this is why I'm pushing back on the whole, maybe like a re, not reincarnated, but just like basically skeletons put together. Like you... Put that put a pile of bones into a machine. You know, it comes out as some kind of weird no, and one thing Halloween that creature. That oh, that would be great because here's here's something. You take a pile of human bones, show them to an show them to an alien. Are they really going to put together a man? We got no idea whether if or not they're if dinosaurs. They're a, if, if they're a space-faring alien species and they have understand. all the human bones, they could probably figure it out. No, Problem but all, we can't but, use dinosaur bones because we don't have all the dinosaur bones. But even if we, you know, even once, who's to say who? Because we have these aliens who are using the bones of the masters, but it looks nothing like what we would consider what the lightning dog's history shows because there's nothing that really separates one of our arm bones from one of our leg bones. All right. The, the hip could go on the head. We want these wacky motherfuckers to look like some kind of Halloween abortions, right? Yep. Okay. I think the answer is that they are a whole race of mutants. Maybe maybe some of their gene code stems from humans. Maybe. It doesn't matter. One of her characters we introduced in a prior episode was a big fucking turtle covered in junk. Like, <laughs> so... Uh, we, We're overthinking it, maybe, then. Right, yeah, right. Yeah. Okay, so, so these things, they don't look like spiders. They don't look like mummies. They don't look like any other kind of Halloween garbage. They look like all of it smashed together, <laughs> and each one looks a little different. They're all just a bunch of wacky garbage and you know the lightning dogs might find like a village of them sometimes and they'll be like oh whoa whoa whoa, whoa. We're like we're like they're ready to fight and they're like this is a mom and her kid they're just fucking disgusting you know like <laughs> I, I, no i like but, the idea that they are halloween abortions now you know you see it's a, it's a cool idea the problem with making every single one of them unique it'll be a pain in the ass for the animators sure, and sure. how you're gonna make toys out of that no i mean you're not uh but there could be like to- you know uh glampire you know it's it just like they're all generic Gener- like you, you design five punk shapes and they like they got helmets on right you know but like you get close to one oh it's it's furry and black with these big fucking spider eyes or this one's got like like it's a cyclops with like with no jaw you know mm-hmm. maybe there's like like five different like like you were saying five different like classes of these kind of like Halloween abortions that they all kind of stem from these five different <laughs> I love designs. That's catching on. Well, you, <laughs> no, no, it's, 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 it's Halloween again, just, Jackanism. It's Halloween ja- Jackanism. It sounds abortions. a lot like we're describing the different classes of uh, enemies in Left 4 Dead. Well, I was and more thinking, once again, just going back to our source material. So they had those five guys who were the three or four guys that were the leaders and they had their own minions. So Halloween Jack could have like his three or four, like I'm the vampire guy or I'm the bat guy or whatever. 
And so, and then they have their own clans behind them. And Halloween Jack has to like act as the peacemaker between these stupid clans. Well, he, he, he runs, I mean, he runs a gang. Like it's really disassociated. Basically these people are, are Huns. Like right. they're, they're no no no, and when yeah. I say peacemaker, I mean he just has to make sure they're not fucking killing each other that day. Yeah. Hey, hey guys, break it up. Maybe don't bust each other's heads. The lightning up dogs are out there, fellas. They're yeah, out that's, there. That's what I mean by the peacemaker. Right. Like, the, these guys, these four or five different clans, fucking hate each other, and it's up to Halloween Jack that they don't kill each other before the lightning dogs. I, I think they hate the lightning dogs more. And to tie into what you said about you know we're describing the different classes in Left for Dead, that kind of cultural shorthand. Isn't a bad oh, thing. Oh, I don't know. They, right, all, they right. all look so. like, if we're talking about like these Halloween creatures, right? Like, I think they, they all are so freakish. And in theory, like if we were able to, you know, extend a budget to this show where everyone would look differently, like they would be so freakish that there's, there's no wars are regional. They're not, they're not fit. They're not about physical deformities or whatever, because mm-hmm. they're all just, they're all scrambled mutant nonsense. No, so, and I, I am looking forward to, I mean, just the idea so, of a Cyclops without a jaw. Until, I, I, draw I, that. until we nail that down, feel free to draw any of this stuff, and we'll see if something actually like, pops off the page. You know, we, we need to not call them ghouls, right? Like, we'll right. call them, we gotta, call, we gotta come with a snappy name for them. That is not abortions. That's not Halloween abortions, yeah. <laughs> uh, but um, I would love to see that on a toy box, though. I'm not gonna lie. But please name your punk rock band Halloween Abortions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right there, Hello, Boston. It's Hello, like, Boston. Going on the Halloween now. Abortions. Yeah, yeah. yeah, no, it's going up on there right now. <laughs> What do you guys got? Some kind of list? Uh, Mike uh, Mike Wall here's got a uh, a Tumblr of uh, hello. It's is it just called Hello Boston? It's Hello hyphen Boston at Tumblr. Uh, it's just anytime we're hanging out and someone comes up with a really good like band name, it goes just, on the list. It yeah. goes on the list. And I just write Hello Boston. We are and then <laughs> Halloween uh, abortions. abortions. Link to it on this episode's page. <laughs> what sounds better, singular or plural for the band? Ooh, I plural. think plural. Yeah. We are Halloween abortions. We are, we are the Hello Halloween Boston. Abortions. We are Halloween abortion, or even the Halloween abortion. I think singular sounds better for a band. Um, well, I don't know. But then you're calling yourselves the Halloween abortions. Yeah, yeah. It, it, Lightning anyway. dogs. I like, <laughs> right, I like yeah. plural. Plural um, sounds really good. So we can. It it, it opens up the possibility of like remember uh, like all the He Man characters are like. I'm a guy with the long neck, or like I'm a guy with the fucking claw hands, or like you know shit like that. Right? Like that just like. We're just creating a whole society that shit, or like, right. you know, like with the Ghostbusters action it's, figures. I'm a football player. You bend me over, and there's a fucking monster in my back. You know, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Well, let's let's circle around to that because there's a couple of the ones that I think Cap and I had talked about that not everyone else talked. Mutant about. League football. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Do you remember um, the Queen? Queen bitch. Queen Lich. Oh right, Queen Lich. Yeah, yeah. Did we? Jesus, did we talk about this on an episode? No, we no, did. Oh, is that like the equivalent of like uh, from um, reboot? I'm not familiar with Reboot. Uh, I, I know the character, but it's been a very long time. Basi- the, the, no, no. In Reboot, there's the two viruses. There's the one who's kind of like lawful evil. Yeah, there's, there's chaotic Megabyte evil. Hexadecimal. Megabyte right, is the kind of like right. lawful up, evil uh, villain. Pull up the, 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 the flowchart I made. And then, and then Hexadecimal is this, this crazy chaotic evil villain that's just trying to destroy everything. What, what happened was is that I was just making another stupid David Bowie joke, and Doug was like, oh, Queen Bitch. Well, we can't, obviously we can't say that, Queen on, Lich on uh, uh, you know, like so. Let's say Queen Lich. And I was like, oh, that sounds really cool. Okay, uh, so there's a flowchart I published uh in September of last year that Doug created. Uh, may- maybe you guys caught on to it. There's there's a I can lot. Explain of, all of this. There's by the a way. lot <laughs> of crazy stuff going on there. We didn't. I've barely spoken with Doug about most of this, and we didn't talk about any of it for a year. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, so we got things you might know from other episodes on there. We got Captain Scrap, the turtle we talked about. We got 
uh, Nagel, um, Glampire's androgynous like robot assistant. Robot assistant. We got Space Boy, the uh, the kind of Johnny Quest sort of uh, space terror sort of character, uh, which is another stupid David Bowie reference. There's some kind of like bizarre demon thing. It just has a bunch of question marks. There's a plant thing, which has a picture of man thing. Ninja cats from Japan, question mark. I have to explain that. Uh, yeah. Samurai it, pizza cats. It, <laughs> Antarctica robots, question mark. These were all things we talked about, by the way. No, so I know. Bad monsters from bad masters. Bad masters from a forgotten human colony. Uh, and then Queen Lich. So, Doug, this flow chart. Yeah. Uh, let's see where to begin. Well, Queen, Queen Lich. I really uh, like Queen Lich. Wait till you hear. Wait till you hear about her. The idea was that we were trying to think of just like other villains for this world, like other types of, uh, you know, evil characters and whatnot. And somehow, Cap hit up, we both hit upon this idea of the Queen Lich. I, I'm sure if we look back far enough, we could find the text messaging back and forth <laughs> yeah. we did. Where uh, if, if I'm, I'm going to try to remember, basically, the idea that we had, and feel free, we can, we can change all this at any time, that she was a human back when uh, things were going real bad. She was a scientist, like a brilliant scientist. And the world's going to shit, and she was brilliant in the, like, nanotechnology and trying to outdo whatever was going on. It was life extension by virtue of, of cybernetics and yes, so on. Yes, yes, because a lich, because uh, how, how would you define a lich? Like, life extension by the death of... Uh, lich is an, un, an undead entity. Yeah. Right? Yeah. The, the, an the, undead full, sorcerer using... Like, the, the, they're fully cognizant. They're not a zombie. Right, right, right. right. They basically, like seal their soul somewhere yeah. right to to magnify their own powers beyond death that's kind of what we were going for with that except she does it with technology right. or rather she did with technology Te so techno cybernetics like uh, sealed her soul into a data disc and right. bi biological enhancements at this point basically she's been swapping parts she's of not her body. flesh she yeah. is not human she looks human but there is not a piece of her that's human she's not a robot I, I imagine even I, I'd say we could even take it so far as to say that she's just a cloud of nanoparticles that sit together and just become a human. If she's just a cloud of nano, nanoparticles that look human, she may have the memory of what it was like to be a human, but she's just her sympathy is gone for oh, other humans, yeah. you know. And if she was a potential, I don't want to say love interest for Glampire, but definitely there's a thing there where Glampire is basically king of the world right now. And she's she could be his undead queen. Totally. She's obviously got a lot of questions to do with, like, this is literally the guy who destroyed humanity or was somehow responsible. Or maybe he wasn't, depending on what backstory we go with. And that's where the undead army is. Okay. I was, for some reason, I had locked in my head, I need to have an undead army somewhere right. here. Right. You could put something like that in there. I don't know, but I, we didn't take it as far as, like, if she has an army or anything like that, or whether she's just a super powerful being that she, has no allegiance a, and whatsoever. It, and, and I'm personally not sold on the nanomachines thing. I think I'm it's just, like, yeah, it's, right, I, think, I think it's a little bit more, like, I, I envision her as this, like, she's she's a little little robot. She's a little, like, she's genetically engineered, like, parts of her. To, so she's like, oh, lightning dogs, these anthropomorphic dogs might be onto something. I'll get myself a dog head or, you know, like she'll just she's like she's maybe constantly she's, every time you see her she's the she's, borg she's the start it, of more, the borg maybe, maybe she's more like brainiac every time she's, little, little she's already uploaded her own conscious like yeah. her own conscious is on a computer yeah and when you see a robotic whatever it's not really her that's could just be, could be it's a vessel basically or and, could say that kids robot sidekick that we have established. Nades, but that's but uh, that, I'm, we're getting to that. That, that could okay. be that. Okay, I actually found the conversation. Oh, go for so, it. By go some for strange it. miracle. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> With Queen Lich, I was thinking like every time you see her, because she'd be like a special, like not consistent character. She'd be every now and then. She'd be completely different. It'd be like how Baxter Stockman in in the Ninja Turtles cartoon from tw uh, 2003, like eventually, like like he started getting like parts of his body removed, and every time you saw him, he was a little less human. Uh, so here's here's Doug and I's conversation on uh, on, on via text message. 
for lightning dogs queen bitch a super obvious bowie reference uh some kind of some kind of canid that canid uh, that glampires mind controlled or who is simply evil and takes on an absurd title as part of his court lol would that work for a kid's cartoon <laughs> i don't know that's the one thing that's the odd question of what exactly is lightning dogs could always soften it to queen witch if needed glampire plus queen witch has a nice ring to it maybe in more ways than one lol <laughs> winky and face I get, booed. I get booed this is a private text message not anymore and i said lol that'll work and then genius struck or queen lich Ooh, good one <laughs> of course the technology wasn't perfect so now she's a lich instead and instead of magic or her being a wizard she used to be a human scientist who became immortal because of some advanced form of technology and then you say, dude. And then I say, <laughs> And then I said, LOL. What if one of her, quote, powers is that she keeps, quote, upgrading herself and frying her genetic code in weird ways? Oh, that was it. That was more of a biological thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I said, she can't be too robotic, but I think there's something there. No, not robotic. Genetic. Surgery and chemicals. Yeah, like the like a like a like a the the bad guy from Hellboy, the guy who like cut out himself that had the surgical uh, addiction. So imagine mm-hmm. she has a surgical chemical addiction. Mm-hmm. She has this addiction to keep right. perfecting herself to the point where like she has this constantly changing goalpost right. of so, what well, is perfection. Sorry, yeah, sorry. Right. So then I say to Cap. Yeah, I know what you mean. Just that her goal should be to somehow regain some of her humanity, not just be a better dead thing. Ah, so she's actually dead, not just lich-like. Gotcha. Would have to hear some of the other gags before I sign off on it or not. Is that pretty much <laughs> actually, it? Yeah. So, I mean, because it's like, imagine imagine that she she is constantly altering herself, genetically altering herself, surgically altering herself, chemically altering herself, to the point that she realizes she no longer has a soul. She no longer feels empathy. She no longer is human. She barely remembers what it was like to be human in the first place. Right, and so at that point, she's trying to find that humanity. And when any, and And she can't, she can't. It's impossible, right? She doesn't find it in the vampire. She doesn't find it in the. It's ironic because, and then she finds it in the lightning dogs. Man's best friend. The the thing is that if she doesn't like Glampire, but the irony is that he's the only one who either could A, understand her, B, help her, or C, even remember what the fuck a human was like. I mean, you know? I imagine, like, maybe she had this, this as she was on this path, she found Glampire, then decided, I want to be like that. Took could some be. wrong turns, and then now she kind of, like, mentally blames him I, for I, losing yeah, track. I, 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 I had this image of her being the pseudo-love interest, where maybe it's not, maybe they're not love interest, maybe they are, but just the idea of that she has no problem hanging out in Glampire's castle every now right. and then. Now, yeah, just to chat. They're just really flirty and weird. Yeah, it's right, weird. Like, she still blames him, but that, I mean, who else is she going to talk to? Exactly, exactly. <laughs> like, maybe, you know what? If Glampire is a guy who's been on Earth for a couple hundred years before things went to shit, and it became revealed that he's an immortal being, maybe she was a scientist who was trying to study him, sort of like a, a, a Harley Quinzel right. uh, situation. And she kind of wanted to, she, I don't want to die. I want to live with That's you. That's why I'm saying. Like, you know, she, and he's just like, I, uh, what do you want from me? I can't, you know, he's not really a vampire. He can't bite her. You know? So part, like she did take, maybe he gave her some DNA samples and that's 
what's went took her down the wrong path maybe but that this we're going into like world building here right. like serious world building that may not be perfect for but right now but i love now. the idea of someone who's like she's like she's part human part machine part whatever yeah yeah and then constantly improving upon her quote unquote improving yeah. upon herself but she doesn't have it shouldn't no pun intended she doesn't have a dog in this fight it's like so she she doesn't really you know she, <laughs> but the, the only reason she she pursues the the lightning dogs is because she sees those traits like empathy right right that she doesn't see They're clearly in the good mutants. guys yeah. right and that's what she longs for and so she might and like she'll cut it out of them right yeah. exactly <laughs> she she she'll experiment on yeah. them now uh, on on the graph you also got uh nagel the uh the sort of the robot i was trying to think of what his purpose is instead of just being like i'm a waiter and i'm here to serve you glampire well, he's like he's like uh, he he's the sort of guy he's, he whispers in you know Glampire's ear. He's like he's like a he's like his his vizier in some ways. Right. Like if his purpose was to sort of keep him updated on everything, but I'm like, but why a robot? Like why in a robot that looks like a human and whatever? Because it could have been a gift from Queen Lich. Maybe, but I thought like what's but what's his purpose there? And then we talked about the robots in Antarctica, sort of possible scenario as being like another huge army of stuff that's a, a threat down the a road. threat down down the line. This is all down the line, right? But what if a weakness that Glampire has because he clearly freaks and uh, genetic things? He's he is a living creature of some kind. What if with all of his powers, robots can get the drop on him? Oh. He can't sense robots. Like, he can sense if someone walks in the room, sort of vampire-ish, he can sense human bodies and everything else, but if, if, a, if an assassin robot were to climb up onto the ceiling like a spider and then drop down, he wouldn't, he'd be, he wouldn't know until he saw or it or heard it. Or if there was it. an army of robots at right. the doorstep, yeah, he wouldn't he know wouldn't unless know. someone reported. Unless you had a robot on your side, and that's Nagel. And Nagel's the one Excuse who's able to. Excuse me, sir. Know, yes, there's someone at the door. <laughs> well, now Nagel's on Glampire's side, so he would tell him, "Oh, you know, uh, there's something approaching," or "Master, no, watch out," just, you know, and just, shoot at the ceiling or whatever. And I thought it would be a really cool idea that the robots in Antarctica are against Glampire. They would never work for him. They kind of have their own agenda. But every once in a while, maybe once a month, they send an assassin robot to go kill Glampire, but it always <laughs> fails. Just to keep him on the no, just, Yeah. Well, not I, even though no, they really do want to kill him. Because yeah. he's sitting on the biggest power source. There you go. And they're stuck in the Antarctic. Because and they're, slowly. They're synthetic beings with very little resources. The only resource you could have in the Antarctic besides snow might be sunlight because the days last six months out of the year, but you also got six months of darkness. Right. So, so at that point, they just they, like they go into low power everyone. mode. They go into low power mode to conserve until the next year comes around. That was so that was my idea of tying in uh, Antarctic robots with uh, you know whatever. And the idea of the Antarctic robots is that the robots don't have to look like people. They can look like Transformers however they want. Like they, right. it's a ro- it's a machine. They can do whatever they want. They send them out to do whatever of any size. Uh, Tony's just designed some new uh, some new creatures here. These are these are hot off the presses, ladies and gentlemen. And, uh, no, still up. hot. Feel, uh, feel the heat. Obviously, there'll be a link to uh, to this in the concept art gallery on yeah. this episode's page. I like the uh, I like the, the the sort of monster concept and uh, instead of Halloween abortion sounded too uh, well what harsh. I took what I took from from what I took from that is that we're just kind of combining different Halloween creatures and one thing that I kind of stumbled on that punk rock road road warrior Halloween monsters that's really and what's... one thing that I, I really like the idea of is I mean the the first their primary mission in coming back to Earth was to you know find out what they could about the masters but also find out what was going on so that one down there in the bottom left hand corner. Has like a bat these spider or something bat like that. spider or but from a distance, what would that look like? That looks like a lot of that looks like some tall ears, perhaps or a lightning a dog. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. Perhaps a lightning dog or mm-hmm. another one of the the dogs. Bit of like, hey, you know, we're we're here to to find and, right. and turn around, and all of a sudden, 
just yeah. There's something to that. I think there's something to that. The question is, is like, where do they come from, though? Were they people that have mutated, or are they like what you know? Are they animals that mutated? They're like, consciousness. They're just, they are they're just, a little bit everything. They're a genetic slurry. So, so from, that's why I'm I'm kind of wanting to to we'll, we'll go over the rest of the. They of crawled the out from the stuff. nuclear muck, right? Because because this is such a weird. I'm liking it. It's just such a weird thing that we can't really. How do you pin it down, sort of thing? Well, like um, like much like the lightning dogs, they're they're creatures that you know they evolved sentience and they were. The, the humanity cast a long shadow mm-hmm. and you can't help but be in the rubble of something like that just and, fill it in and, yeah, yeah not and not adapt to it or like find it fascinating yeah and, some of them could you. be like queen lich leftovers sure why I mean, not it's, it's a hodgepodge of everything maybe Absolutely maybe she's everything. responsible for creating them and uh it's like or, I don't or want it might anymore. be just like one tribe or, yeah. or, or whatever. whatever yeah whatever. i mean like, i the way i see it Cap said it best. Genetic slurry. Now here it is so, or, the leftovers. Or, you know what I like better? If we're going with that kind of design for really unique kind of things or whatever, I almost. Uh, but the but the uh, but the lightning dogs wouldn't just let them do this over and over again, like and let them get away with it. I was gonna say, what if it's just like ten, like a gang of ten people? We don't have to name every single one of them. But if it's like a gang of ten or twenty people, Holly and Jack is the again going back to sort of the Mad Max Road Warrior sort of gang. If they're wearing leather jackets and helmets and have you know just random claw hands here and there, we don't got to worry about giving them it's any a good kind point. of uniqueness. Yeah. They're just they're yeah. just dudes. I mean, like look at any of the minions from like Road Warrior, right? Like they're just clusterfucks. They could be human under there. They could be anything, you know. But animating it is the is the thing. But we're getting we're putting the cart before the horse when I'm when I'm thinking of yeah. that. So. We can also, I mean, we can have a couple of them that stand out if there is a right, design right. we really like. I mean, right. Bebop and Rocksteady. Whatever. True, true. What else we got? We got Ninja Cats from Japan. Yeah. So though. that or that already kind of gives it away. But I was gonna say, what if um? There's no subtlety to yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. So what <laughs> if uh because uh, this was a note really? I was surprised you put it on the Facebook where people could see. Cause I'm like, oh, I was gonna keep that secret, but whatever. Um, the idea was I, I, I was thinking of different kinds of villains they would fight and things like that like what would be really cool and I thought well what if season 3 <laughs> you know like we're down the line we've already, we, we were well familiar with Glampire well familiar with robots well familiar with all the stuff and Cap Scrap Halloween Jack every, the, whole, the whole shebang then what if one day they're just hanging out in you know headquarters and they're building like you know Narissa's fixing the, the thing or whatever and then they hear something like in the, up in the rafters and they're like what the hell and they look up and out of the darkness, straight up ninjas, just ninjas, full cat, black, like straight from the past in a cat ninjas suit. show up in here and they just start cutting shit up and they start fighting and the lightning dogs like, what the fuck? They don't know how to handle with this stuff. And they just start fighting and this crazy fight breaks out. And then uh, finally, like after the, these ninjas, they realize they're losing, you know, the smoke bombs and the whole thing. And you, the audience are going, are these human ninjas? What the fuck's going on? Suddenly, uh, because Pierre is really fast, he knocks off one of the masks. It's a fucking cat under there. And of and course, it, at this point, this will have been a long time, and the whole dogs and cats, like timeless coral, will not have been addressed, not even once. Right. And suddenly, an unconscious bloodlust forms. <laughs> it's like they, because they don't know what a cat is. No, and you then know, all and, of a sudden, just a long, drawn out, awesome chase scene. Yeah. And uh, the idea being, what if, meanwhile, because we have the different countries and who's doing what where, like, what if just over in. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. 
What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Japan. The cats got loose there the way the dogs got loose on that planet. So isolated. Yeah, it's so, so isolated. So cat-centric. Yeah, and it's so cat-focused, cat-centric. What if the cats just kept growing up there? But the difference is they know exactly what the masters were like. They have so much knowledge on top of what the lightning dogs had on what the masters were really like and what was going on. They just live like the masters. They just The culture is alive and well over there. And but they're no, cats. They're pissy little bitches. They're not going to tell the lightning dogs anything. Right. It's like they're, they're, they're also very proud, you know, they're because like, we're going into cat mode here. They are, you know. well, and, and they are the feudal Japanese. Yeah, it is feudal Japan, but with cats. I absolutely the, adore. It, you know what? <laughs> I like it. The second that hits, Tumblr is just going to <laughs> lose their shit. Yeah. Done. So it's, yeah. in, but when I mean feudal Japan, you got ninjas, but you got samurai. Yes, samurai. And cats. if the lightning dogs ever go to Japan, you got samurai honor bound cats who would fight alongside good guys like this. And you got the ninja cats who are like sneaky bitches, you know, who are, you know, now, now, I just have to ask these samurai cats. Do they enjoy discs with cheese and tomato sauce? It may happen that there would be a, a, a pizza with perhaps anchovies on it during a sequence. <laughs> How could we ignore the opportunity <laughs> to present a samurai pizza cat? <laughs> and, I mean, they've gotten I, farther I, than any turtle get ever had. Booed, I just got to say my jokes get booed. This is exactly something I would draw. All right. I'm all right with it. We're okay. So definitely this ninja cats getting some samurai. But I, when I say samurai I'm already cats, imagining like in like, like season four, season five, like a Ronin cat. I want that Ken Watanabe to voice a cat. That's all I'm saying. I just we got a Ken Ronin Watanabe cat to voice our cat. <laughs> that that yeah. he, for, he, for some reason, he lost his honor and to seek it out, to regain it, he has to team up with the lightning dogs. And that would be Ken Watanabe. Mm-hmm. Now, I can imagine Glampire manipulating the cats into thinking that they need to take on the lightning dogs. Because it's late in the game. Glampire's like, well, fuck. Ninjas are paid assassins. Yeah. Exactly. So he so he gets these people to fly all the way over or float all the way over as, to as the As soon as Glampire of- finds out that there's like a bunch of cats living in Japan, he'll be like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I'll just sit this one out. <laughs> because think of it. Excuse that, that, me, no, but That's a logical plan. Like, once you, once you fought the lightning dogs for so long... And you're like, dude, I, I just, no matter Bring what I do, I'm surrounded force. by fools. What if I make them pick a fight with someone else and I just step back, let, let them fight. <laughs> it's like, let, let them destroy each other. And uh, there you go. That's, just uh, send over a bunch of saucers and milk and yeah. let, let it wait for the blood to fall. Exactly. And that's season three or season four. That's the, uh, you know. I wanted, cat pan. I wanted yeah. to not like it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I did. And there's no way I can't. I love it. Thank you. <laughs> you call it I do me have- pawn. <laughs> <laughs> That's almost as bad as Tony. <laughs> you know what though? I'm going to allow it. Handshake, sir. Handshake. Right. There we go. Bad masters from a forgotten human colony. That sounds really, really ominous. Yes, uh, bad masters from a forgotten human colony. What that means is uh, these are bad humans who lived on a forgotten human colony. It's and, been thousands um, of years for them. Yeah, it's been thousands of years for them. But think of it this way: these are uh, the picture I chose is from 2001: A Space Odyssey because I just like the design of the spacesuits mm-hmm. uh, for whatever. Um, I just thought, what if uh, humans during the war or whether it's a Glampire invasion or a nuclear war or whatever. They were off planet. Yeah, they've been off planet. They're on another planet for 
maybe a thousand years. We have to. We the time. I'm, the timeline isn't nailed down pr- precisely, but let's just whatever. It's a long. But there's ass also time. like imagine like the, since they're the people placing the far fetched. Maybe there's faster than light technology, so they're experiencing time shorter. Also, on a different planet, who knows? If you're right. on a different planet that moves slower, like it all, it's, it's all relative. If hey, I let's all remember: if humanity yeah. is sending people out into the stars through through dimensional portals, be it a tesseract or truly another dimension, we don't really know what the far fetch is. Either way, it's not the only project out there, and there's going to be somebody else coming back. And, and I'm also going to say, ultimately, it's a we are we are developing what is essentially a cartoon show comic series that we can throw something out there and then figure out why later. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but the idea the the idea of the Bad Masters is like let's say season four, or season five, you know, things are normal or whatever. Then one day, masters show up, like straight up humans in spacesuits. But of course, the the uh, 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 lightning dogs don't know this because they're just like space suited figures and they're like that kind of looks like space boy maybe space boy was a master from long ago who got exposed to some cosmic evil and is no longer human he's just a, a walking spacesuit with you know energy or whatever but if you see more humans wearing those same exact spacesuits and you're a lightning dog you're like oh shit you know what what is this there's a whole bunch of them and then they take off the helmets and it's people under there and they're breathing the air of the earth for the first time and who knows how long and uh tastes like butts yeah the, but now the the twist on this is that they're bad they're evil they've been living on another planet for thousands of years they've space just, australia yeah they, <laughs> wherever they were was a terrible place that they had to fight tooth and nail every day for hundreds of years just to survive and they, so they come, come back here, to earth and they're fucking pissed they come here and all of a sudden these and creatures, these freaks we were yeah. gone called and them, you wrecked my shit yeah they call them masters like I can deal with that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and just like their Earth is destroyed. There's freaks everywhere. Maybe they even, the only thing that they had was to hang on to the hope that if we just get back to Earth, we can, it'll be wonderful. It'll be a Garden of Eden and we, and we can start again and Earth is destroyed. And, it's like coming I, I back like, to your house and your dog's gotten out of his crate and it just everything's on the floor and he's looking at you like, <gasps> yeah. I like that it, it, like the idea of it takes a few episodes for the lightning dogs to realize they're bad. Yeah. Because like they, they, they call them like, masters. Oh my gosh, this is why we originally came here. You're masters. And they're and like, they go, yeah, we're Yeah, humans. we're masters. Yeah, we're we're humans. okay with that. That means yeah. you're my slave, right? That's, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what that means. Maybe not even right away, but that ultimately that's ultimately where it Essentially, goes. that's what, what the and thought process is. And it's just like, these are bad masters. <laughs> bad masters. Very bad masters. <laughs> of course, King Corsos are like, oh! <gasps> yeah, yeah. He'll yeah, exactly. be losing his shit. So there's, there's something... That's not a thing that has to happen. I think that's an interesting idea to explore. Yeah. I think that is a season five idea and based on the reaction that everybody just had. Yes, that does have to happen. Very down the line. We'll just figure out how and when. Because that's not that's not a that's a late that's a very late. You know, uh, that might that might even be one of the final arcs. Yeah, exactly. The return of the masters. Yeah. So there's one last thing on this diagram that's unexplained and it's very unexplained. It's some kind of like Cthulhu thing with question marks. You can if you can see, I don't know if you can see in the picture, there is a uh, a fine dotted line that leads down from that to space boy yeah is that like a, a, some, a some kind of like, like lovecraftian like yeah. space a creature evil? from out yeah. of space a cosmic evil uh because we were talking about space boy and we described him very well but we have no idea what his origin is or what the point is what if he was a master like one of the bad masters who was just you know whatever came back maybe a long time ago maybe he maybe they thought they were sending him back but they actually sent him someplace way worse it's an event horizon kind yeah of situation. yeah and uh he's no longer human it's just i'm just thinking it's an empty spacesuit with a lovecraft energy monster inside like he well, he is inside of that spacesuit is all of the terror of the vastness of space all of the coldness the emptiness uh being forgotten and alone 
and all of the dark matter that exists yeah. between every particle seething into a whole galaxy of stars compressed within the scope of the spacesuit. He is knowing and unknowing simultaneously. I, I love the idea that you once said where it's like if you're in the middle, if you're in the base of Lightning Dogs and all the lights go out and you just see the spacesuit figure walking down the halls in pitch dark and you, inside the visor of the helmet, if you stare long enough, it's not empty blacks. It's just space and you can see a galaxy inside and just all, looking into his helmet. All it does is remind you of how alone you are, how futile everything is how, how small you are, are yeah how insignificant the the galaxy. basically it's like absorbing every lovecraft thing ever in the span of a few seconds and you're like oh i can't deal with it and <laughs> you're, you're done so i loved that image that 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 we painted in an earlier episode but i'm like well what how does that work and maybe we never even totally go into it maybe it's something that even glampire we shouldn't even glampire is like he just walks around i don't even know what the hell to do with that thing i can't control <laughs> you know like it's, it's or it is an it is an, an evil that his race is aware of and their way they to just deal with it is it. Yeah. exactly Leave. like, yeah. nope. Yeah. See that thing walking down one side of the road? I walk this, to the other. This would be the one thing that Glampire would be afraid of, is yeah. the idea. Because so far, out of all the things we've created, he's not afraid of anything. He's not even really worried about anything. But if there's some sort of cosmic evil out there that I don't want to rip off Lovecraft directly, but just there are things out there, again, the idea, cracking open this universe, that there is a universe of possibilities out there. This is... Although the whole thing takes place on Earth, it's kind of a space travel fantasy series. Because, I mean, for them, this is tra- for our lightning dogs, this is traveling to an alien planet. Exactly. It's familiar to us, exactly. but it's not to them. And then, I th- and I guess we'll close on this, one of the things that we haven't even touched on is the oceans. Yes, yes. We haven't even touched on the oceans, and this is a, an Captain idea. Captain Scrap and- is the only thing really ocean- well, Even I mean, close. No, but I mean, certainly yeah. you guys are familiar with how much the geology of the planet Earth has shifted. I mean, we say the cats are from Japan. We don't even know what that means anymore. Japan definitely does not look the same. It could no, be absolutely. it could be a bit more of a continent like Indonesia, you know, or, or you know, whatever. And this was yeah. even something that, as we were describing Space Boy, is something that I, I kind of thought of. And feel free to shoot it down. But I mean, what were the what are our spacesuits based off of? Deep sea, ex- uh, deep sea exploration. So what if Space Boy, what if this unspeakable horror didn't come from space? But that's what we attributed to because he's wearing a similar suit. He was actually exploring deep sea. Um, no, and I, I, I get it. I no, get it. I, I, after, he, we, after we explain more of Space Boy, the idea stopped making sense. But I still like the idea that there was there's something that has been going on underwater. It just maybe it, applying Space Boy to like a scuba uh, suit thing is kind of cool, but all it did was make me think of the Scooby-Doo diver like right. I like I think we can have like a, we can have water stuff that is completely independent to Space Boy. Yeah, yeah. And and we got cap and scrap after all. No, yeah. I mean the the idea for me was that we ascribe the idea in of the, the name of thing. Space Boy or we ascribe the name Space Boy to something that didn't actually come from space kind of tying into the idea that there's so much left here that we still don't know that is equally terrifying right i do like the idea of like giant monsters in the ocean they don't have to necessarily be from space or be some sort of and we'll have a giant evil. dog mech that comes along and fights yeah them. more like Waterworld, with like that giant thing that almost eats uh kevin costner but he ends up killing it somehow you only see it for like a split second like i want to know what's been happening under the ocean because if you got crystals growing in the ocean holy shit you know yeah. like you know i i don't want to say that i let me put it this way I don't want to suddenly reveal that there is an Atlantis people of fish people and they're intelligent and they have a society. Feudal Japan, that's one thing. Atlantis under the ocean with fish people. I, it's been I, done. It's no, been I, done. I, I like yeah. the idea what? that it's like basically a primordial soup yes, bag down there. Yes. No, and, and so like giant monsters, krakens, all kinds of things. Yes, yes. So that What about any- the oceans? We don't go into the oceans. Yeah, we don't go into the ocean. If anything, it's more Pacific Rim down there. <laughs> it's like there's, there's kaiju in the ocean. I'm okay with that. And like there, there are like people like Captain Scrap. Like they're 
They're he's like, why do you think I left the ocean? <laughs> it's like, no, they're the it's emissaries. terrible down there. It's like, fuck the ocean. <laughs> well, the, but there can as oh, there can be like some clans that like they live off the ocean, but it's a fucking battle. Yeah, like, <laughs> Captain Scrap will go out on the ocean every now and then, but he, he the the fact that he comes back is a fucking miracle. Yeah, he's a badass. It's like it's like oh, Captain Scrap, he's kind of like a low level you know tier villain or whatever. Really, he just doesn't give a shit. He sort of does it for money. Lightning dogs, if they ever go out on the ocean, they soon see how much of a badass Captain Scrap really is in order to deal with this on a daily basis. Here's something weirdly personal. I I, uh, I don't have a fear of the ocean. I've grown up around the ocean my whole life. Ocean and me, we get along just fine. If anything, maybe I, I, I'm a little too fearless of the ocean, right? But most of the time that the ocean is present in my dreams, it's a stormy black abyss. Read into this however you will, but I think it's just more visually interesting that, that way. In the ocean, say you're hanging out by a dock in the sea, uh, and there'll be like anemones and like all kinds of like different fluorescent clusters of crap on there. It looks like so much crazy, completely unearthly garbage, like clinging to all this, you know, like the the poles and the water and everything. If you were to submerge yourself, say, uh, along the side of an industrial port, you'd see so much like strange stuff there, huge fish, giant grouper and everything. It's... It's dark down there. The sunlight can't quite reach. There's so there's just so much going on. Even the the very ocean itself, like just to take a gulp of that water, is filled with so many small things. It is very much like a primordial soup. Yeah. There's so much going on. So just I mean, imagine this: the waters of Earth are like at this point in time are an embodiment of every like every kind of unknown that could be attributed to it. It's always. If you, going out on that water is always a risk, like being near it is kind of dangerous because it could cough up like a giant fucking sea cucumber that melts your skin off. Right. Like, <laughs> I agree. The, yeah. sea, the sea is and should be absolutely terrifying. Yeah. Because it's just you, the idea for you, for you to say, oh, I'll get weirdly personal and say I'm okay with the ocean. I'm, I have the exact opposite. No, I'm, I'm saying, I'm, saying that I, I'm, I'm okay with the ocean, but in my dreams, it's like it is something to truly be feared. It right. is. Uh, it, it is uh, in all... my in my reality, it's yeah. something to truly be feared. <laughs> no, I mean, just <laughs> for no other reason. If, if listeners, feel free go go into Google, type in "scary ocean creatures" and do an be image done. search. Be done. Look up the goblin shark. <laughs> look up the uh, what's all the little, of that? Yeah, what's the little crab guy that moves his little pinchers real fast and it boils the water around? You him. mean the one that can hit so hard that it'll actually it's shattered glass? The one yes. time the yes. the rainbow mantis? Yes, the rain, yeah, rainbow mantis. The mantis. It's the rainbow mantis shrimp. Yes, that it'll, is it can and you know what's funny? It actually can see so much more of the spectrum than yes. we can. Yes, so that might be something fun to tie into yes. Marissa. And she starts I'll, losing I'll, I'll her end, mind. I'll end later. this with two words: bloop noise. Don't <laughs> that. Well, well, and I mean, I'll, you know what? I'm gonna... it, it's too much to ex- be explained. I think we talked about it on a previous episode. I'll link to Bloop Noise on this episode's page. And I'm going to just... Something that is so innocuous that is equally terrifying about the ocean. Water is the only thing that has the same consistency, say, as you're swimming through it. So I went, but the weight that's above you continues we'll pressing you. Yes. down on you. And you don't think about water as having that kind of weight because it's the same consistency to sl- uh, swim You haven't through. picked up pails of water, my friend, and it's got weight. No, but like- when you're swimming in it, when you're swimming in it, because you swim in like yeah, a foot yeah, of water, yeah, yeah. you swim in five feet of water, it's the same amount of water that you're swimming through. But there's so much more on top of you that all of a sudden ain't your friend anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Fuck the water. And like basically the shore, the shore for the Lightning Dogs universe is the day after a hurricane every single day. Did you, anyone here ever see the movie uh, On the Road? At the end, the whole movie, they're trying to get to like the the coast, and it's not. This isn't like the final shot, but they do get to the coast at one point. And you're thinking, if they just get to the coast, maybe everything will be okay because it's gray, ash, and barren all throughout the streets and everything like that. They get to the coast, just like everything else, it's terrible. And it's just like, <laughs> yeah. like it's exactly pretty much how I picture the ocean and lightning dogs, where it's just 
you you're like, man, is anything even alive out there? You know, you have no and idea. It's like the no, answer is no. Be, everything is alive out there. That would be, the thing. Thing. Would be yeah. a fun kind of visual image. Is yeah, it looks like a hurricane, but the reason it looks like a hurricane is it's all these barricades that people tried to erect to keep what was ever in the ocean in the ocean that failed. Yeah, it's just kaiju's fighting under the ocean. Why are these waves so big? It's like <laughs> it's like kaiju's nonstop fighting on the in in the Marianas Trench. Oh like, my god! Oh, the mental <laughs> image just of this like giant wave. These two waves crashing together, and you see deep, deep a silhouette. Yeah, a, a quick glimpse mm-hmm. of the top of something's head, and then the waves just close back up. You're like, oh, Earth. okay, we're ain't going down there no more. It's like, so who wants to live like, in the middle of the inlet? Yeah. <laughs> who, I'm down. Who wants to go work for Glampire now? Because he'll protect us from Shall whatever we? the hell that stuff was. Hey, hey, guys, I could go for a potato. Idaho? Anybody? Idaho? Uh, <laughs> Kansas, yeah. Landlocked. Wow, that was, like, gentlemen, that was a lot of lightning dogs. Yeah, that was a that was a marathon. Wasn't nearly enough. No, no, no. there's still so much more. We I want can do. more. There, there will be more. There will be more. We got maybe like one, two more of these in us, and then I think we can probably start writing the lightning dog show bible and like really like. I mean, we've already started like writing stuff, but like really like yeah. complete it. I mean, even we, just with what we've been doing, I, I've been well now. Now that we got most of the powers and stuff nailed down, the main court cast sounds pretty good. Uh, pending uh, what Brian has to say, which I mean, I'm I'm, I'm assuming he'd, he'd be fine with it. Yeah, if anything, he'll just have suggestions on how to make it better. Yeah, no, totally. After after that, we we need to tighten up some of the villains, figure out the villain stuff, and the basic world building, the base, the uh, vehicles, history as well. Yeah. V- history vehicles and and i, I feel like the, 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 the toy stuff like the vehicles and base stuff i think that'll be very obvious and come easy after we do history and world building yeah I mean, probably I, I, I mean baseline stuff crystal powered yeah looks like a hot rod giant fucking tires in the back pretty much all we need yeah sure so, so yeah histories finishing up some of the villains some villain designs because we just start got some I mean, we've got some so glampire far. and we've got some of the the minions that and Glampire, Glampire's a tough nut to crack to really yeah, hit that. Yeah, I mean, obviously the bulge, but on, on top of that, uh, and Brian did give us an edict for the for Glampire, and oh, that what, is what he had to say. That is every single time you see him, every every feasible scene change, he's wearing a different outfit. I love that idea. Yeah, 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 yeah. I remember you told me about that. I'm like that. That is that is it's, pretty it's, awesome. It's challenging. It's unrealistic within the scope of a 1980s cartoon show. But it's a necessity. He is Glampire after all. Yeah. After, uh, uh, that's definitely in the character. No. If, if, if whether or not it'll be pulled off on TV, that's a different story. Like, but that is certainly I've worn this outfit for an hour. It is officially old hat. Time for I something mean, new. Like, why do you think that he took one of the humans old, like, robo-servants and, like, has that guy constantly working for him? <laughs> to bring him <laughs> away. Where are these outfits costume? coming yeah, from? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and I know that it was said and kind of, you know, that he's there to actually protect him, but I really like the idea that when this assassin comes up, he's someone at the door for you, sir. Yeah, of course, you know, if, if all he has to do is tell Glampire that there's a robot well, here. Well, he, he says that after his hand is detached and there's an AK-47 underneath it, you know, yep. brr, 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 someone's at the door for you, sir. <laughs> brr, 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 brr. Just that kind of deadpan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What I started doing was a little short comic just with Dingo exploring the wasteland because we've got enough established of that character that I can have him just part around. Right. I feel like I can do that with some of the others as well, at least a little bit, just a little like two or three page thing just to give to you guys, the fans, to see these characters in action because I really want to see these. We, we've done so much with these characters, what they can do. I want to see them do it. Oh, man, I love lightning dogs. <laughs> <laughs> we got to think of a I love being a turtle uh, line for lightning dogs. Like well, I mean, I love being able to lick my own balls. <laughs> <laughs> Don't speak for himself. I mean, you know, 
Lightning dogs never turn tail. Oh, yeah, never. Yeah, you know yeah, yeah. that's pretty good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Never turn tail. That, that's more a declaration though, as opposed to just this. this we run as a pack. <laughs> I think it's just we're rough rude. and we're tough. <laughs> <laughs> that's just, that's general wet work. It's like the roughest and the toughest. <laughs> that's that's what a Admiral Pepper. Yeah. Oh, one thing we did not address for poor Mike here, and for any of the dear listeners who are listening for the first time, Wolfman. Oh yeah, the the Wolfman AI. Oh god. Yeah. Uh, the idea here is that after the lightning dogs come to Earth for the first time, uh, before they meet any bad guys, you know, before they, they're just like, oh my gosh, this place is barren. There, there, there's, there's no masters, you know, the, we're, we're, this is terrible. They're able to pick up on a radio wave, uh, something that sounds like Wolfman Jack, <laughs> just, okay. who's just like, I'm listening to the beats of this time and we're, you know, listen to like some, and here's some rock and roll to cure your soul. <laughs> and they're like, that what <laughs> and so it's like that and is, it's that is cultural appropriation yeah yeah <laughs> and, and uh, uh they like they're listening to this ranting and trying to find Pierre. the source and it's like if you want to make a request call in our live hotline do that and somehow they're able to hack in and be like who is this they're like you're talking to the wolf man and they're like wolf somebody's man. calling what they're like wolf man like like wolf and and man and Maybe maybe this is something to do with the masters. Where are you? And it's just like, oh, I'm located at the whatever booth. And they're like, we got to get to him. So they fly out on their hot rods or whatever, or, just, or on foot, style. yeah, whatever. They get there, and it's like a little small building somewhere. And they kick open the door, and then leads down a staircase. And like, where does this go? And they tri- flick on the lights, and it's just a massive underground server room. And they're like, Wolfman, are you in here? He's in his little blinking red light. Yeah, I'm here. What's up? <laughs> and they're like, and they're like, what? where are you are you in this box he goes what are you talking about i am the box and so wolfman basically it was back when humans were still around was just an artificially intelligent radio disc jockey based off of obviously wolfman jack because in the future why do you need somebody to sit in a booth and and request music and play it when 24 hours a day you can just tune in it's the same awesome personality all day long right they take all the classic personal radio personalities mix them into one thing yeah or no just like different stations yeah you've just yeah for each station yeah this just happens to be the wolfman jack station yeah and it it just missed the bombing you know it's the only one that's still around and it's just like yeah it's been really boring out here for the wolfman (laughs) nobody's been calling in for a long long time (laughs) you're the first caller in well, I, I, I stopped calculating. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but he's the only... Nine, nine, yeah. nine, 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 nine years. <laughs> it's, uh, uh, Tell you what, it's going to take a while. <laughs> There's a lot of nines, I'll just say that right now. And uh, uh, So he's the only link that they have to what the masters were like, what culture was like. So, of course, Kid is talking to Wolfman all the time. She's just like, so what was this like? It's... Can you tell us like about like they find a calendar and it's like wow what happened back in the year twenty one fifty nine uh, on April the seventh on this time is like oh I played was, this song is I, I played, played this, this song, song. <laughs> uh, the traffic was backed up pretty bad that day <laughs> <laughs> well, they had a storm clouds coming in through the you know to the east and uh, uh, collar broke up with her boyfriend so she wanted me to play a fuck you song yeah and uh, but later on the day after that we had someone calling from marriage proposal was really sweet <laughs> it's like you know it's like that's not really what I wanted to know well fans like well, that's all I got for you. I guess <laughs> Uh, that, that's kind of neat because actually I, I this is the first time I've heard this origin for Wolfman because in the past we talked about him being a a composite of, of like scientists uh artificial intelligence that was one idea yeah yeah uh, like I like in, in the base I this is also interesting because because this is an early adventure the lightning dogs get to have and then like out of sympathy for this AI kid can like you know harvest him from his server room bring him back to the base and all of a sudden you have an AI that's not just it's not set up to tell the lightning dogs everything because it's been in the base all the time, it's discovering the base too. They can install on the main computer because it's like, it's like a personality. They're like, well, you know, like the, and this, so this Wolfman persona can grow with them instead of already being like birthed to the show fully grown. Wolfman, Glampire's on his way. We got to get back to base. Alert the team. All right. 
Now, do you want some chase music while you get your way back there? <laughs> That's great. It's like, I'll play a groovy, it's a groovy tune for you to drive home to. It's like, because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so the, yeah. the idea was that it was very rock and roll infused, was the inspiration for everything Lightning Dogs. But the idea I was going to have is for like a drama moment, because you think Wolfman's kind of a funny guy. There's really no drama with that. He's not a human, he doesn't have any emotions, but he definitely roots for the Lightning Dogs. And if he's like in the base, he'd be like, Attention, lightning dogs! We got the incoming lampire thing, and they're like, "Oh!" And they go run to their stations. Kane Corso can hear, you know, mm-hmm. radio frequencies and whatnot. If somehow they're out, they're somewhere, and Kane Corso's in the lab doing something, and he's just like, uh, "Wolfman's just like, uh, Doctor uh, Doctor Corso, uh, we got a I got a question for you. What this? What?" And he's just bullshitting with him for a little bit, and he's just like, "Uh, Wolfman, just leave me alone." He's like, "All right, fine. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, sorry I bothered you." Several episodes later. It's uh uh there there'll just be a really tense moment. The uh, he's getting radio receiver from like Glampire or whatever, and he's you know hey Doctor Corso, and it's just like uh, hey Doc, uh, uh we we get these strange radio signals. You know anything about that? And he's just like I wouldn't know any. I don't know what you're talking about. He's like. Well, you can hear me right now, can't you? <laughs> and it's like, oh, oh, man. It's like, I don't know what you mean, Wolfman. It's like, well, no, and I would this love ain't it. on the loudspeaker. <laughs> like, it's just you and me, Doc. <laughs> I'd love to almost flip that a little bit afterwards saying, not listening to any other radio stations, are you? <laughs> you, ain't, uh, listen, you ain't listening to any other... Uh, the radio station. <laughs> you, know, you don't need no like, smooth you, you, jazz. You, you keep it locked here. <laughs> Wolfman Jack, you're keeping it locked in the Wolfman. Uh, yeah, but it's like this. Uh, that's just that moment of where no, it's at like at the same time. Maybe he's saying that to keep Kane off his scent. That he knows what's going on at and first. He's yeah, like flashing, yeah. No, and then at the same time, he's like flashing a message on his screen for kid to see, since kid was the one who rescued him. Right, or you know, any of this stuff. And then of course, just like you know, the 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 idea that. Wolfman can know that Dr. King Corso is up to no good and just traps him. So it's like the idea, everything that bounces back to King Corso is a mind game of just like manipulation. Dog and mouse, if you will. Dog and mouse. Yeah. (laughs) Cat and dog. Yeah. So guys, if you dug any of this stuff, if there's stuff that you didn't like, if there's stuff that you really like, let us know. We always want to hear what you think about the lightning dogs. Having come into this uh, not knowing anything about lightning dogs beforehand, I can honestly say that I'm sold on this idea. And I, I would <laughs> well, like to see this job. come 100% to fruition. Well, I'm, I'm, we I'm glad, job. Mike. We, 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 that's, that's the goal, man. We want to. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Another lightning dogs convert. Mission um, success. Yeah. So if you guys are uh, sold on lightning dogs, if you got any questions or comments, if you like some of the stuff that we got this time, if you don't like some of the stuff, as always, we want to know what you think. Hit us up on the forums. If you go to lightningdogs.com, there's a link there directly to the lightning dogs portion of the forums. And if you got any fan art from any of this new stuff, we want to see it. Shoot it our way. Info at nerdyshow.com. Uh, there's a link to it on the fan art page as well. If I like it, I'll steal it. <laughs> <laughs> you That's heard me. it here first. <laughs> I'm, I'm maybe not sure about the legalities of that, but we'll, we'll yeah. It'll um, be changed slightly. Whatever you put in his right hand, I'll put in his left. We'll be fine. Lastly, we uh, we got this wonderful care package from Anduin a while ago. You've, we've already heard us eat the uh, Kit Kats from Japan that he sent so graciously. So mm. goddamn good. But in this package also, which we're still not done tapping the various wonderful treasures from the orient from he said attach this letter is a device that will hopefully spark a chain reaction that is the lightning dogs this is forged and beaten by mechanical beasts fired in kilns filled brimstone charged with the essence of lightning and bombarded 17 times with lasers lasers make everything better and in the package was a spark plug thank you anduin this has finally sparked 
and rekindled the flame of lightning Indeed. dogs. It truly has. Uh, and we will treasure it always. And maybe if ever the opportunity presents itself, we can put it in a car. Honestly, I have no idea how these things work. <laughs> you don't want to put that in a car, man. You got to mount that on the wall. Ooh. Ooh. Put that in like a glass case. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the re- one of the reasons Kid gets the powers that she does is she's wearing a spark plug around her neck. No, now we know who to thank for that idea. That's a pretty cool. That's a pretty cool necklace, actually. Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah, and it fits in with the '90s idea of hey, I'm just gonna put something on a string and wear it as a necklace. It's cool, man. All right, there you go, Anduin. That one's on you. And something that bears repeating is that we are on SoundCloud now. That means that in uh, that you, basically all of our shows are up there. Many of our old shows are up there. The older shows you can't get a hold of are still archived on NerdyShow.com. But our new stuff is on SoundCloud and YouTube. SoundCloud is where we do all of our primary podcast hosting now. That's where you can comment on our videos in a kind of fun, interactive way and, uh, and share it way more easily. Basically, now, if there is ever a friend of yours who you were trying to get to listen to Nerdy Show, or if you want to share the majesty of lightning dogs with them... <laughs> the majesty! That yeah. Now, it's easier than ever to get your friend hooked on lightning dogs. Wow, such maje- majesty. Such majestic. <laughs> such majestic. <laughs> well, you can you just share it on Much Facebook, listen. and they can play it right in the feed. Yeah. yeah. See all the comments pop that up. That still counts as a play. It yeah. sounds sounds like common sense, but it did not used to be that way. It's, so, it's, it's actually really cool. I like it. Nerdy Show is listener-supported. The entire network is listener-supported. We got to make $300 a month, bare minimum, in order to keep everything running and and going and producing all this high-quality entertainment content for you. And if you want more Lightning Dog stuff, I'm just saying, you know, we need that extra yeah. time to, I mean, look at how much work we're doing, you guys. You got to go to the main site. You got to click our support button. And if you're, if you're supporting because of Lightning Dogs, tell us so. If you send us any amount of money, we'll send you all kinds of cool stuff, hours and hours worth of outtakes and also other bonus content in your email. Speaking of support, hey guys, this is Cap recording remotely to give you the latest up-to-date information on the support drive and what is going on. Last week, we put out a call that we were coming up short for the month, and you guys responded in force. Truly, you are a pack that we are honored to run with. We got a lot of shout-outs to give to some awesome people. First up, there's Barry I, who said, monthly nerdy show donation, keep being awesome. Barry Eye is a dude who likes to keep it regular and actually donates to us every month of his own accord. Barry Eye, you are awesome. Kevin Weiss says, Dungeons and Doritos and Lightning Dogs in one month? I really should be giving ten times this amount. Even still, man, we're super grateful. And uh, we'll do everything we can to keep hitting them out the park like this. Jeffrey Voss said, Howl noise for the pack. Love all the shows. I don't want to lose Nerdy Show. Hope you get funded. Smiley face. And get funded we did, all thanks to you and your collective contributions. Hoodoo Voodoo said, Thanks are due equally to Lightning Dogs and War Machine. Another shout out to the uh, one-two punch that was uh, having D&D and Lightning Dogs in the same month. Heavy Devil said, For Tony and Trench, who put up with my questions in every live stream. Tony and Trench have been doing a lot of live streaming lately. If you want to check that out, there's a thread on the forums. Just follow it, and uh, you'll get notified every time those dudes are about to uh, go online streaming something. Most recently, they've been doing the HD remake of Last of Us. Silver Words said, So I just dropped $5 on you all. Wish I could do more. But hey, you said every dollar helps. And she is 100% right. Every dollar does help. Don't be bashful. If you can only contribute a single dollar because you want those perks... And uh, you want to give the Nerdy Show, but you can't afford more? That is okay. We will not judge you. We're still extremely grateful. She goes on to say, Much thanks to the folks at Nerdy Show, Wicked Anime, the Pot Pie Podcast, which is the secret title of Epic Piecast, 
State of the Empire, Dungeons and Doritos, Bits, Rhymes, and Life, and Pokeballs for all the hours of entertainment you provided. Everyone on the network is great, but wanted to give an extra thank you to Cap. Your stellar professionalism across the board does a lot to set the Nerdy Show Network apart from any other podcast out there. Silver Words, thank you very, very much. That's really kind, and uh, I'm just happy that the network means so much to so many people. And I'm really appreciative to you guys for listening. Caitlin Kruger said, thanks for keeping my summer nerdy. Joshua Westfall said, I've always meant to make a donation to Nerdy Show, and I can't let you fall short after that awesome Lightning Dogs episode. Brent Richard said, just listen to Dungeons and Doritos. Love the current crew. Sorry, Barty. I'm on Team Dean. And uh, some additional love for uh, the Dean machine and the War Machine. John Bayer said, I love Dungeons and Doritos. I heard donating can get me access to outtakes and other fun stuff. So I'm happy to support you guys. War Machine! John, you heard right. If uh, you're a D&D fan, we've got tons of outtakes. We've got an entire episode that's out of continuity. We have in-continuity deleted scenes. And, uh, man, Jamela singing some Bjork. I mean, if you're a D&D fan, there's a whole secret world of extras if you support the show. I also want to give some shout-outs to some people who've commented on the Lightning Dogs forum discussion after last week's episode. And there's been a really great conversation happening over there. So if you've got any questions, uh, head to the forums, ask away, and, uh, and read what's happened so far. Armadon said, Oh man, that felt so good. So good, in fact, I'm going to impregnate my wife just to have a kid that I can watch Lightning Dogs with just so I have a logical social reason for watching it. To which I say... You don't have a reason to watch Lightning Dogs? And then also, uh, I, I certainly hope that the impregnation is consensual. Temsu said, new Lightning Dogs? Less than a week till more new Lightning Dogs? Is terrorific a word? I'd like to make that a word. Temsu, terrorific is a goddamn word now. And uh, we'll try to use it next time. And finally, Abizin said, hey guys. Remember in a recent episode when the gang discussed the new Godzilla movie and they talked about getting monster fighting blue balls during the airport scene? I think they may have been getting their revenge with this episode. Just as it was picking up, they tell me to come back next week. I hope that the lightning dogs blue balls was uh, well satisfied and maybe even some giant monster blue balls too. As always, let us know what you guys think about all the crazy ideas we're throwing around in this one. The support goal for this month is outtakes from our episode Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle Adventures, where we talked with Steve Murphy, a.k.a. Dean Clarain, the most prolific Ninja Turtle author of all time. Last month, you guys came super, super close to uh, hitting the stretch goal of $600 and unlocking 15 minutes of State of the Empire outtakes from uh, four separate episodes. So close, but uh, this month, the tally is reset, and uh, we'll see if uh, you guys can do us a solid and make it to there, because every amount helps, and uh, every time we go over our minimum support goal, that means more opportunities for us to grow the network and do more cool stuff. Speaking of cool stuff, we've been publishing a lot of articles lately, and coming the very same day as this episode's release, August 3rd, we got uh, two Guardians of the Galaxy-related articles including a review of the film by Adam from Ghostbusters and my response to the uh, very, very end of the film. If you haven't seen Guardians yet, both these articles are super-duper spoilerific, so uh, you should get yourself to a theater, check the film out, and then come back and, uh, and read those. Also, if you're a Sailor Moon fan, Jessica's continuing her episode-by-episode review of the new Sailor Moon series, Sailor Moon Crystal. But uh, now I'm going to cut back to the guys in the studio 
because they got some more cool stuff to tell you. If you intend to buy anything on Amazon in the future, and I'm pretty sure you do, you can buy it through Nerdy Show's links and we'll get a portion of that. Just go to our Amazon link on the main page, choose the United States, UK, or Canadian Amazon, which, whichever you prefer, and uh, a portion of what you're already going to buy will go back to Nerdy Show. Aw, uh, yeah. We but, love you, love us, long time. Yeah. Buy something really big, send us an email, let us know about it, we'll give you a shout out. We really, uh, we really yeah. truly appreciate it. It's the only way that we can keep on doing what we're doing. Thank you so much for your support. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for loving the lightning dog so much. It's one of our favorite things. So glad to be back. Feels good, man. Uh, the Feels good. New lightning dogs coming sooner than later. Never again will we wait so long because it's been painful for us. We don't turn tail. We never we turn, don't tail. turn tail. Run as a pack. <laughs> yeah. Lightning dog. Lightning. <laughs> Thanks so much for listening. Bye, I'm Cap. Bye, I'm Hex. Bye, I'm Tony. Bye, I'm Mike. Bye, I'm Doug. Taking us out. We got an excerpt from another track off the Proto Men cover-up EP. This is their cover of an early 80s Iron Maiden jam called The Trooper. Thanks for listening to Nerdy Show. We mean that. As listener-supported entertainment, we rely on you to keep this and other shows on the Nerdy Show Network alive by telling a friend, rating and reviewing us on iTunes, shopping at nerdyshow.com store, or directly donating to the network. Any size contribution gets you exclusive Nerdy Show audio and images and lets you participate in our monthly support drives. Just go to nerdyshow.com support to chip in. To find out how you or your company can underwrite this or other Nerdy Show programming, visit nerdyshow.com slash sponsorships. For more episodes of Nerdy Show, as well as other fine programs, community forums, videos, articles, and more, head over to nerdyshow.com. You can subscribe to all Nerdy Show Network podcasts via the iTunes store. And for the latest news, follow us on all your favorite social networks. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.